I'm Shelby Jopi, and this is Curiosity, where WDET finds the answers to your questions about everything Detroit. Uh, my name's Paul, uh, Paul Munger. Paul was doing some research when he found that the Marathon Oil Refinery in southwest Detroit hadn't been paying property taxes because the facility was in something called a renaissance zone. Who are the deciding parties when it comes to selecting renaissance zones? And what are the criteria for which they decide? So first off, what is a renaissance zone? It's a place in a, quote, distressed area where businesses and sometimes residents don't have to pay most state and local taxes. It lasts for a period of about 10 to 15 years. In the late 90s, 11 of Michigan's most struggling communities were given the ability to create renaissance zones. Detroit is one of those cities, along with Grand Rapids, Flint, and Pontiac. Detroit has had 16 renaissance zones. The oldest ones have expired. Some expire next year, including Campus Martius and the Riverfront. We were looking for ways to take some of the worst dilapidated areas in our cities and kind of give them a kickstart, get interested investors to come in and purchase this property and redevelop it and hopefully get people to move in as a result. That's John Truscott. He was the press secretary for former Michigan Governor John Engler. Engler pioneered the Renaissance Zone. There were some requirements. It had to be property that had been either you know, abandoned, was seriously dilapidated, and in areas of a city that were providing virtually no income. Detroit Chassis is one business that took advantage of the Renaissance Zone program. The company built its assembly plant in northeast Detroit in 1998. We're standing in the plant now. My name is Michael Guthrie. I am CEO at Detroit Chassis. The Renaissance Zone was a critical part in comprising the package of assistance that the state was able to put together to induce us to make the decision to go Detroit rather than go Indiana. Guthrie says before they moved here, the company was about to borrow millions of dollars for a new facility and equipment. But Ford Motor Company, along with the city, the state, and Wayne County, worked to create an incentive package that would make it worth the company's while to move to Detroit. With the Renaissance Zone program, Guthrie estimates Detroit chassis is saving around $400,000 a year in taxes. So Paul wants to know, who in Detroit chooses these pieces of land? It's usually a collaborative process. That's Jeremy Henges. He's an administrator of the State Department that handles the Renaissance Zone program. Uh, we usually will get something from, like, uh, the DEGC. That's the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation. Sometimes in conjunction with the city. Uh, sometimes they'll hit us up first. But ultimately, it'll be up to the local municipality to bring forth that application. Henges says in Detroit, the official process involves city council creating a resolution supporting the zone, and the board of the Michigan Strategic Fund will ultimately approve or deny the application. Detroit decision makers in particular won't comment on what criteria they use in choosing the zones today. Jill Babcock worked on the Renaissance Zone program from 1999 to 2004. She says the original six zones were chosen based on... Not a lot of occupancy. They avoided residential areas primarily light industry. The Renaissance Zone program began as an experiment to see if eliminating taxes would ignite economic development in the state's worst areas. True experiments involve analysis, and in researching the story, those I talked to at the city and the state could not provide any formal evaluation of this program's success over time. So after 20 years, no one knows the exact value of Detroit's Renaissance Zones. For a map of the city's current and past renaissance zones, visit WDET.org slash curious. There you can ask your question about Detroit or the region. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelby Jopi.